From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. All of your Aaron Rodgers questions have been answered. Except for two. One, how's Greeny doing? We're trying to find out. And as soon as we find out, you'll find out. Two, the second question that we don't have an answer to might be one of the most important questions for Jets fans to be asking loudly right now. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. As Rich Samini has tweeted out, to recap Rodgers, he wants to play in 2023. Wants to play for the Jets, saying it's time to move on from Green Bay. Says Green Bay is holding up the trade with compensation demands. Says he was 90% retired before the darkness retreat that turned him around on it. So uh, for all the conspiracy theories, for example, that some of us, me, had that uh, he wasn't going to be willing to go into the Hall of Fame the same year as Tom Brady. Oh, no, 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 no. The darkness cleared all of that up. He's back. He's back and better than ever. He's going after (laughs) it. I get all of it. But there was one. No, no, first, first, we got to say this. He happened to hear our show mm-hmm. and us mention that, mm-hmm. and then right after that, mentioned it on McAfee's show. Mm-hmm. So and he listens to us. Which was a pattern for several weeks. So, Aaron, when you're listening to this in your car, we appreciate that, by the way. Big fans, go ahead, call in, triple eight, say ESPN. In fact, uh, but put can, an address on yeah. it when you bring it up on Pat's show. I mean, yeah, yeah, just be like, I heard, I, you can even uh, mess it up, say Harry and Fitz, for example, Fritz. Uh, Fritz and Hurry, whatever you want. Uh, just give us a little credit, Aaron. That's all I'm saying. But one of the biggest questions that you have had is will he work out with the team in the offseason program? And when he was asked about that, his answer was essentially, I can't speak to that right now. I'm, I'm still a, a Packer. So, like, for all the clarity he gave us in so many other ways, I want to play for New York. The Packers are holding this up. You're going to work out with the Jets if you're traded? Well, I mean, I can't speculate. I still work for the Packers right now. Like, he was quick to throw the Packers under the bus over and over and over. But then the man that was saying his own truth didn't give us any answer on the offseason workout program. No, Fizz, it, I, I have to say this because, no lie, like, there are times where I sit back and I, and I laugh at A-Rod because I – are some of the things he do, is it funny? No, but a lot of the things that he does is funny to me because it's the mannerisms, it's the way he says it. Like, he he didn't mind bringing up a lot of things when it came to the Packers, but when it came to the offseason stuff, oh, you know, I, I can't talk to all those things right now. You know, I'm still a Green Bay Packer. Hey, Rod, you got to be there, man. You got to be there. You got to be there with those guys so you can build that rapport, you can build that chemistry so y'all can try to make a Super Bowl Run And so that you can impact that locker room the way that Jets fans are constantly reminding me right now because they didn't like my take yesterday uh, that he is expected to impact the locker room. Like, at some point, if you're trying to bring the uh, Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, zhuzh into the room, then you got to bring it into the room. you got to be around for it to have that level of impact. And, you know, realistically, this was not a surprising – let me be honest about this, really, really loudly honest – Congratulations, Jets fans. Above and beyond everything else, you at least now know that you're at the five-yard line. You can see the end zone. Of course, you got to come to some agreement on compensation. If I were a Jets fan right now and I was sitting here looking, if I was greeny today and I'd offered four days in the darkness and one of my toes uh, in order to get Aaron Rodgers, there is no draft compensation I wouldn't get. I'm going all in at this point. It's too late to turn this thing around. I'm going all in. I get that. So let me say, Jets fans, 
I'm really happy for y'all. You got a quarterback, it looks like. Just go get the deal done. Now it raises some questions, though, like if we're going to do all of this and it's going to cost draft equity in addition to the tons of money and you've brought in all these other players, you really are trying to make a statement of we intend to be a Super Bowl or bust type team this year, right? Yes. But also, and I'm going to keep reiterating this, how long am am I getting Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Jets? How long is he going to play for our organization? That plays a part in the compensation that I'm trying to give the Green Bay Packers. Well, and and he spoke to that a little bit because he talked about this year. And I, I think this year matters for next year, right? Every situation is different. But he talked about this year when he went into the darkness, where he was leaning when it came to his future on the Pat McAfee show. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that uh, the, they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. That's where my, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet. And I thought that that was what was best for me. So he went into the darkness, 90% sure he would retire. He also acknowledged he stayed in the darkness a little longer than he needed to. And by the end, he felt like he wanted to play. And when he came out of the darkness, he felt like Green Bay had changed. So, <laughs> I mean... That's a that's a eye-opening four days. If you're the Jets, even if he looks you in the eye today and says, Woody, Woody, uh, uh, you know, just call me Buzz. You be Woody. We're going to Toy Story this up. I'm going to give you Toy Story 1. I'm going to give you Toy Story 2. I'm going to give you Toy Story 3. How can you believe that? I, you can't. You can't trust any of that. You just got to go all in on the right now this year and say, I don't give a damn about next year. Well, I'm trying to figure out if he went into the darkness 90% thinking about retiring, 10% playing, maybe I need to go into the darkness as well and figure out more things about my life. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a drastic change, bro. Drastic change. When you think about especially 90%, right? Like you've gone through yes. this process. Like 90% is like I have one foot, a toe, maybe an ass cheek. I, I don't know. Like, towards retirement. Like you're You're sort of out. And I mean, it's different for everybody in whatever you do. But I certainly know when I when I realized I was done with the music business, I was done with the music business, right? Like there was this part of me that was moving on. Whatever was going to happen next in my life, I was I was football, right? I I knew when I was done. And certainly, there are always anytime you've done something your whole life. I mean, I've been a musician since I was four. Anytime you've done something your whole life, you're going to have these moments where you're like, oh, I don't know. Is this the right decision? I think that's human nature. But if you're 90% towards walking away, then you're, I mean, it's hard to walk 90% out back to 90% in and sustain it, in my experience, at least in life. And and that's something Greeny mentioned the other day when he said, look, once you've, once you've gone down the retirement road, it's hard to walk that back. So if you're, if you're the Jets, that has to play into the compensation. But if you're the Packers, you don't give a damn about that because what you can't do if you're the Packers is presume he's only going to be with you one year. It's going to be a pain in the ass. And all of a sudden, he has a rebirth. He has a reawakening in New York, and he ends up playing four years there, and you got a fourth-round draft pick. Like, you can't take that risk if you're Brian Gutekunst and the Packers. Uh, uh, oh, bro, this, this, is, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. Now, I will, I will say this, and I'm, I'm going to speak to an experience, right, where, you know, Tony Gonzalez, before his last year playing, he, you know, wanted to spend more time with his family, and rightfully so, because, you know, he's Tony, and he made plays, and he had a long career. But he didn't do the offseason, which OTAs we didn't care about. 
but he didn't do training camp either. And on the last day of training camp, um, he came back, and our head coach let Tony break it down after all those players had been in that hot-ass sun fits, grinding every single day. And I will say this, guys started feeling some type of way after that. So, you, uh, A-Rod, you got you to gotta be there. You got you to gotta be, be, be there in all season, man. It's especially if you're coming in and you're establishing the new expectation. Like for the Jets, and, and I know we're going to have months to get into this, presuming the deal gets done, but there is going to be a real conversation about where they land in an AFC East that is stacked. I mean, it looks like the AFC is going all in. Uh, the AFC East is going all in. The AFC overall is stacked with quarterbacks that are, uh, you know, under 27. They can absolutely go in and win an MVP every year. I, I really respect the Jets' approach at this point of saying, we've got a great roster. Let's add a great quarterback and see if we can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle. I think that's a very smart approach. But it is not a given, in my mind, that simply going to the Jets makes them the Super Bowl favorite. It doesn't even make them the favorite in their division to me. So it makes them a very good football team. I, I think it makes him a contender, though. Yeah, because 100%. Everything we've said when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and all these guys, Lamar Jackson, you got to be able to have a quarterback to you know go up against these guys. Well, A-Rod is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a four-time MVP winner as well, back-to-back recently. So yeah, you have the quarterback can go to, that can go toe-to-toe. Plus, last time he faced Joe Burrow head up, he came out on top and won that game in 2021. I do think it's a really fair and honest point to say, hey, you can't win the AFC right now without a dude at the quarterback position, oh, right? Yeah, like you're going to have to, have to and, and the Jets now have that. And I think, as I've said to you many times, over the course of the next five years, we're going to see a ton of Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks that don't win Super Bowls because you just weren't, it wasn't your day on that day and you're taking on such great talent all the way across the board. So you're right. It at least gives them a chance but it's got to be an all-in chance for the Jets at this point, especially in that media market. Like, if if Aaron Rodgers is frustrated by the way that Diana Rossini and Adam Schefter cover him, just wait till he spends about a week in New York. Uh, about a week in New York with that press, and it is going to be interesting because whatever kid gloves he wants, he ain't going to get there. Now, I also will say this, and it was some time ago, but the last time he faced the Kansas City Chiefs, he threw for 305 yards, three touchdowns. But it wasn't Patrick Mahomes on the other side. It was Matt Moore. (laughs) So that doesn't count. Also, like, how do I weigh the last time he faced the Chiefs versus the last time he faced the Lions? And I'm not throwing shade here, Jets fans. You should be wildly excited. Wildly excited. You got your quarterback, and I'm very happy for you. I'm just, you know, I'm ever the realist. I'm ever the the middle-of-the-road person when when it comes to all of this. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app, Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Again, the breaking news. We heard from the Pat McAfee show today. Aaron Rodgers has made it clear he intends to play, and he intends to play for the Jets. But the Jets might not have actually been his first uh, choice. You'll hear where Rodgers may have actually wanted to go next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon. Download the Tournament Challenge app and fill out your men's and women's brackets now. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
The breaking news you heard on the Pat McAfee show that we've been talking about all afternoon. Aaron Rodgers has made it clear he intends to continue playing and he would like to play for the New York Jets. He's also made it clear that in his opinion, the holdup right now is compensation that the, the Green Bay Packers are asking in exchange for this transaction. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz were presented by Progressive Insurance. We told you a little while ago, later on, we will make sure that you hear that there might have been another team in the mix for all of this. But uh, right now, we immediately got to go straight to our buddy Field Yates, ESPN NFL Insider, co-host of the Fantasy Focus podcast. Uh, the Wolfpack grows by one field. Uh, your reaction to Aaron Rodgers as you watched uh, his monologue go down, uh, what were your initial thoughts? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Second of all, I would say kind of a bit of relief in this regard. I don't know how long it's been since we started to speculate that Aaron Rodgers was going to be a New York Jet. It feels like it's been months, though, even though it's really only been probably a matter of days, maybe a week. So relief in the sense that we kind of know what the next step here is. Understanding, though, that the hardest part may be ahead of us, which is the actual negotiations on compensation for Aaron Rodgers. But it's good to move the proverbial football further down the field today with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think it was a major surprise because all the signs had pointed towards Rodgers eventually becoming a Jet. Now, Phil, I want to talk about that compensation a little bit because if you're the Green Bay Packers and, and if they're asking for two first-round draft picks, from the Jets' perspective, right, if you don't know – if you're going to get more than a year for a guy named Aaron Rodgers, who is a phenomenal talent, are you making that move, though, for, for one year, giving up two first-round draft picks? Harry, it's a really interesting question in the dynamics of leverage. The leverage that the Jets have is that if Aaron Rodgers does not get traded to the Jets, the Packers have already made it clear they want to move forward with Jordan Love, and if Aaron Rodgers retires – I am here to tell you that the cap implications are so devastating for Green Bay that it's going to be a heap of trouble for them to field a roster as competitive as they would like to for 2023. Here's the leverage the Packers have, is that if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, who are they turning to right now? And all of a sudden the pressure has been turned up on the organization to win and win now, given how things have gone in recent seasons when the quarterback play has been so bad. So, yes, uh, there is a chance that two first-round picks is the asking price. I don't know how realistic it is, Harry, but if I'm Green Bay, you got to start extremely high and find that middle ground because I'm sure the Jets will have a much more paltry offer if they are the ones that initiate the conversation. Well, and Leverage becomes interesting here to your point, Field, and something that you've talked to me a lot about just in, in general is understanding market value all over the place. How concerned do the Packers need to be that they essentially sell him off for a box of Cheez-Its and then he ends up playing three years for the Jets in this happy, glorious way and turns out to be the, the second awakening of him? They can't undervalue him now on the risk that he's going to play. That's, you know, it, it is a bet, Fitz, is what it is. And I think we sometimes make these things too convenient, but I also think that this is in play. It is in the mindset of the Packers right now, which is that it wasn't that long ago, at least in uh, like the course of history, 15 years ago, which I guess is a long time ago in other definitions of time. Um, but they did this as well. Three years after they used the first-round pick on Aaron Rodgers, they traded away Brett Favre to the New York Jets. Now, three years after they drafted Jordan Love, 
They are preparing to trade Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. The reality is that we don't begrudge the Packers for doing what they did with Brett Favre and the Jets 15 years later. Favre quickly fell off a cliff, and Aaron Rodgers went on to win four MVPs. We can talk about process. We can talk about results. I tend to be more of a process-driven analyst when it comes to sort of figuring out how things went down. This is one where the results are going to much matter matter much more than the process does. Yeah, and I, and I would say this, and whatever the Jets and the Green Bay Packers decide compensation-wise, do you think there's a little bit more added pressure on Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl or even contend for a Super Bowl more so than it was on Brett Favre when he went to the Jets? Absolutely, Harry. And I think for a couple of reasons is that I think that Brett Favre, like you know, the when he won his three MVPs with the Packers, they came, I think it was 95, 97, and 98, right? So he gets rated 10 years later. There were questions about whether his prime wasn't just past him, but way past him. Aaron Rodgers has won two of the past three MVPs, right? Like the minute they drafted Jordan Love, he got better as opposed to, you know, doing what guys normally do in their late 30s, which is start to regress. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure, though, on the Jets to win big because uh, this is their big swing at quarterback. And I think that while it, it, it is great to upgrade from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, that the fear, I think, if I'm a Jets fan, which there may not be any right now, given how excited, how excited they certainly are, is that you have done so many good things over the past few years with one massive, massive whiff on Zach Wilson. But if Aaron Rodgers does not work out over the next couple of years, this core that you've built to put together to, to, to sustain wins is going to fall apart pretty quickly as well because – it gets much more expensive right now with Aaron Rodgers on the bill than as compared to where it would have been if Zach Wilson had panned out. We're talking to Field Yates. Field, obviously the bill's very good. The Dolphins have been aggressive. Uh, the, the Jets now aggressive. Uh, how do you see the AFC East stacking up at this point? I still think the Bills are the best team in the, in the, in the division. Um, and they, I think they have the best quarterback in the division, which I don't know. Is that a spicy take, guys, or no? I, I don't know if that's a spicy take Oh, I'm with you. Right I'm now. with you. I think that, that – no. Well, it, okay. well hold Jets on. Jets fans don't want to hear it. But... Just hold on for a second. Okay, now. We're it. getting back-to-back MVP uh, Aaron Rodgers played, and I, I, I'm not – I wouldn't say that. So, okay, if we get Aaron Rodgers from two, three years ago, then I still think, by the way, that, you know, if we had – this was the first year we had it. But if we had had ranked choice – voting for the MVP where you submit a ballot that's one through five and a player can come in third in MVP voting uh, even if it doesn't get any MVP first place votes I think Josh Allen was probably like a top three candidate in at least one of those years if not multiple of those years so I think we're kind of nitpicking if we think that one of them is decidedly way better or way worse Um, my feeling is though that Josh Allen certainly has as much upside as any quarterback next year and you know, we, we sometimes have a recency bias where we tend to overemphasize things that happened at the end of the season, and the Bill season ended pretty cruelly, right? I mean, that was a pretty humbling point. loss in the playoffs against Cincinnati, so I know the vibes were kind of down, but I'm a big believer in this Bills team still. I think they're number one. I think the Dolphins and Jets are pretty close. I think it's kind of a coin flip right now, and I think it depends a little bit on what happens the rest of this offseason. And then the Patriots are the team that all of a sudden feels like the odd man out. And they've got to find a way right now to 
replenish that roster with difference makers because while they've got some solid players and you know they're going to be exceptionally well coached, difference makers are hard to find on that roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Field, you are the prominent difference maker for this show, man. We appreciate you giving us time. I know how crazy busy it is, my friend. Thank you so much for the time and the insight on it. Appreciate you as always, brother. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for having me on. Field Yates. By the the way, uh, Adam Schefter has now put up the single greatest Instagram in the uh, the the entire career of Adam Schefter. He put up a T-shirt that somebody has made a graphic of that says "Lose My Number" with a cartoon picture of of Adam next to a cartoon (laughs) picture of Aaron Rodgers. I need this. If this shirt is available, I will pay any price as long as that price is reasonable. Uh, All right, Fitz and Harry. Obviously, the big news: Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and he told you flat out that. He intends to continue playing, that he intends to play for the New York Jets, and that the holdup is the Green Bay Packers in compensation. But what if I told you the Jets might not have been Aaron Rodgers' first choice? You'll hear what he had to say. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Spitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You heard it in sports in the Sports Center update. Aaron Rodgers intends to play. He intends to play for the New York Jets. And he says it's the Packers holding it up when it comes to compensation. But what if I told you the Jets may not have been his first choice? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. This is what he said on the Pat McAfee show. When he was talking about maybe another destination to keep an eye on. There's, um, you know, certain players that I have a lot of love and affinity for. Reuniting with uh, especially one specific person would have been. Um, uh, Devontae uh, in Las Vegas. You're talking about Devontae Adams? I'm not mentioning any names, but, <laughs> uh, you know, there's definitely one particular guy who him and I have this you know, special kind of unspoken rapport. Um, so oh, that's Devontae. Any, okay, yeah, that's Devontae yeah. Adams. He's currently on the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're right. If, if there's anybody that uh, that I would have uh, wanted to put on a demand list, I mean, uh, if you can incorporate any player across the league, it would be one specific person. <sighs> so uh, basically <laughs> what I'm hearing now is that the Raiders have turned down Brady and Rodgers in the last few years. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No, but I think at some point this speaks to everybody's not at the same place at the same time. Like, not every organization is ready. One of the reasons I love Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is because that core, that group, is ready to win right now. The main reason I never wanted, and you know this, Aaron Rodgers to the Las Vegas Raiders is because that core, that group, is not ready to win right now. So you go out and you get Aaron Rodgers for what? You're still going to be the second or third best team in your division at best and not a playoff team. They have too many other holes. The Jets, on the other hand, are over here like just a beautiful garden and all they need is that one perfect plant to be put in the middle of it and then everybody can just be happy. Now, wait a minute. Just a second. Wait a minute. Hmm. I have a banana and it's time to peel back some things. I ain't touching your banana. one particular... (laughs) I I hope not. (laughs) There's one particular person that he says he has that built-in rapport and you know, they, they, they speak the same language. They're on one accord. Is he trying to let the Jets know, hey, if you need to go get this guy and give up something, should you go get this guy? Mother of God, you are fully in the Raiders are going to tank. And you know what? <sighs> you might be right. It wasn't on the wish list. 
I mean, he just put it out there like, oh, he spoke what's better than wish a wish list? <laughs> the wish list he denies ever being a part of. I think, he, you know, what's better than a wish list is to clearly say on a show where I believe, I still believe the Packers and Jets all had it on in their like, lobby trying to figure out what he wants. Oh, man, now you've put this in my head. Like, you know, are the Jets calling today and being like, hey, Devontae, they can't afford Devontae, too. Like, that's too much money. It's too much money. Man. What, what would you give up if you're the Jets for Devontae Adams? I mean, to put Devontae Adams back with Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Brees Hall? You would probably like, have to give up Garrett Wilson, though. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the Raiders would probably want Garrett Wilson in, in exchange. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't think the Jets have the picks to make the move. I don't think the Jets have the money to make the move today. But I do think that the Jets uh, might want to keep an eye on this for next year because, let's face it, I don't think Devontae Adams is, is all that excited about, you know, the, the prospect of developing a young quarterback while taking uh, See, that's Jared. That's why I went there with it. That's why I went there with it. Because if there's one person that probably knows that from Devontae, it's probably A-Rod. Mm, yeah. Oh, man, you know what? Now you've made me just sad. I'm just sad. Uh, there's been a conversation about the compensation. I want you to hear what Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider, said today about what the Packers want when it comes to this trade compensation for Aaron Rodgers. In the Packers organization, they have talked about the fact that it should be a Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford package. It won't be that. Of course it won't be that. And they may not ask that. Can you recap what what, what that was, what that Multiple ones. Multiple ones. Multiple ones. That has come up within the organization. Doesn't mean they're going to ask the Jets for that. Mm -hmm. But in their minds, there's a framework. And then they begin to budge off that. And where they ultimately come in is, we'll see, maybe they want a first-round pick. And the Jets can look and say, we once traded for another great Packers quarterback, arguably maybe the second-best player in Packers franchise history, Brett Favre. We traded a conditional fourth-round pick. That could have become a third or a second, depending on how Favre and the team did. So you have the Packers in one corner with whatever compensation they're seeking, but it's going to be significant, whatever it is, I don't know. And you have the Jets in this corner, saying, well, there is precedent for Favre. They're going to come in somewhere in the middle. Uh, it should be noted, we mentioned earlier, the Stafford trade was for a couple of ones and a two. Uh, the Russell Wilson trade was two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick for Wilson, and a fourth-round pick. So a whole bunch of and some players involved, too. So that was a mega trade. Bo- both of those trades involved quarterbacks. Uh, Drew Locke went to, obviously, Seattle, and uh, Jared Goff went to Detroit, so Zach Wilson could be in the deal to go to the Packers. There you go. Would they have to pay more if they're giving? Uh, like <laughs> the, the, the Jets are like, hey, if you take Zach Wilson, we'll make that third a I second. Mean, <laughs> Zach Wilson would give the Packers a little bit of uh, a safety net if Jordan Love doesn't work out. I can't believe I'm about still to say in a rookie this. deal like, too. I, I'm not. I'm. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Zach Wilson. I'm not sure his party lifestyle would would love Green Bay. I, I mean, Zach Wilson uh, might be good know, for him though. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you know, you play up there in Green Bay. You you you're ready to start a family and you know get married. I mean, that's that's. You're right. It could and maybe it could center him. Look at this, Evan trying to find a way to get Zach Wilson out the door. I also love the concept of like picks being offered in this trade that are then used for the Packers to move up and draft another quarterback and then get rid of Jordan Love. Look I at mean, all the conspiracies. John Frank, Franklin Myers just tweeted, "Who else want to come to New York?" Like, I mean, Jets. If you can make it happen, would you want to go get Devontae Adams? This is okay. I'm gonna stop messing with you, Fitz. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna but stop. but there is a Tom Brady like element to this, right? Uh, if you are 
a free agent, if you're a, a mid-level player, if you're a player that's only got one or two years left and you really want to chase a ring, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, is it changing the way you view free agency? Is it changing the way you view today at 4 o'clock? Is it changing where you want to be? I, I think so. I, I, certainly, the opportunity, like if you, if Harry Douglas decided he was going to go back and play this year, and I said, Harry, you can go play with Jimmy G or you can go play with Aaron Rodgers. Who you picking? Who? Jets? Sign me up. I mean – this is uh, Evan. Evan's face lights up every time he hears this positivity. Have we have we heard anything? <laughs> What's Greeny's status been on social media? Is, has Greeny been out there at all at this point? Yeah. So his wife Stacy tweeted uh, how it started, which was him the other day with his hands and uh, his head in his hands and, and really disappointed. To how's it going? And it's him with two bottles of champagne in his hands, getting ready to pop them. So I don't know if he's popped the champagne or if he's waiting for the trade to happen. But Greeny is prepared to uh, have some champagne. I don't blame him. And look, for all the conversation about what it should do for their expectations, where where they should be in the AFC, where they are in the East, all of these things, all right? For as much as we're talking about that, today, to Greeny's point, to Evan's point, is one of the most hopeful days you will ever have as a Jets fan. Because today, you believe that a team that was very close to really putting themselves into a great situation now added a Hall of Fame-level quarterback that will immediately make you a Super Bowl contender. Maybe not a winner. That, that's hard. But you know you're in the conversation. Every, if every Jets fan today feels like they are in a conversation they weren't in yesterday, that's a level of hope that, frankly, you deserve to celebrate every single second. We'll keep breaking it down. The big news, Aaron Rodgers has let the world know on the Pat McAfee show that he intends to play. I believe the Packers have all the leverage in this situation, but all of that could change in just over an hour. I'll tell you why. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This is Fitz and Harry. The only thing we can really be sure of is every time Aaron Rodgers speaks, all we all want to do is listen to every stinking word. Well, I told y'all last week that Aaron Rodgers is in a position to where he has everyone eating at the palm of his hands. They're starving. Starving. Oh, man, that is hilarious to me. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm Jason Fitz. He's the cookie monster. I mean, that is... That, that, <laughs> we are keeping that for a drop. Every time something's tasty, like, that, we're, we're just going to, like, tasty treat of the week is going to be, like, the best play of the week. We're just going to continually... Can I hear it one more time? <laughs> it's the smacking in there, too. Like, how do you do... You got, like... Harry Douglas got active lips. That's all I got to say about. Whoa, hold up. Excuse uh, me. That's from that's from my wife. Well, <laughs> what about your work wife? All right, uh, all right. So, what about well, my what wife? Listening upstairs, she's gonna come down. The hell is Fitz talking about? 
<laughs> oh man, she's just gonna like the first time we actually hang out. She's just gonna slap me and she's gonna say, "You have that coming for about fifty-two different things." And I'm gonna say, "Yes, ma'am, I did. And thank you. I needed that." No, no, no. She, 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 she loves you, bro, because you bring joy to me. You know what I'm Look saying? At that. So Look at that. if you bring joy to me, she, she's thankful and she's happy. Trust me. We, we are going to. Uh, we're, we're. It's gonna be a delightful. Uh, long-term uh, marriage between all of us. All right, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is looking to play for the New York Jets. This is what he said on Pat McAfee. The decision, I think, was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point. Uh, really, on that Tuesday, I wanted to play. Um, and then it was, uh, you know, how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday – uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. So he tells us all of that. And I just immediately turned to our producer, Evan, extraordinary. Because sometimes sometimes you got nice things. Like you're watching somebody, you got your buddy that, that's finally making it in life. And from, I don't know, like miles away, you see that they're about to screw it all up, right? You just see mm -hmm. this moment where you're like, you are about to make a simple good thing very complicated. That's what Evan is about to do. Evan, present your scenario to the world that you just presented to Harry and I, uh, given the quarterbacks and, and the fact that you are such a New York Jets fan. Yeah, I, I just say like the Jets need to sort of ramp up the urgency from the Packers because it feels like the Packers have no urgency to move Aaron Rodgers and they're going to hold out for their whatever two first-round picks. It's ridiculous. So in an hour and 10 minutes, when 4 p.m. Eastern hits and free agency opens and the new league year starts, do the Jets put in an offer sheet for Lamar Jackson? After the same day that Aaron Rodgers just told the world that he plans on playing in 2023 for the New York Jets. I don't think I don't think that'll fly I mean, well with Aaron And we're Rogers. talking about the same guy that that because a quarterback was drafted a few years ago is still so angry that he's got to go into the darkness to feel like he even wants to be part of an organization that he thinks like he he mentioned as he went into the darkness. I got friends around the league that said they were shopping me. 90 percent retirement, 10 percent plan when he went into the darkness I before. Mean, it is – then, you, can you imagine? Just just play this. We're going to play one of my favorite games in relationships. It's called the shoes on the other foot game. We're going to do a little role reversal here, Aaron. Uh, you're, you're Aaron now. Evan is now Aaron Rodgers. Fine. So, uh, you've gone on your buddy Pat McAfee show. You have told the entire world that you are ready to be a Jet, that the Jets want you, and that the only thing complicating the process is the Packers. Now I'm the Jets, and all <laughs> of a sudden, I call you, and I'm like, hey, man, wanted to ramp up interest. So we made Lamar the offer for the most guaranteed money in NFL history. We're cool, though, right? <laughs> Evan? Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, Aaron, Aaron? What is your reply? I mean, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be happy, but the Jets at some point need to figure out how they're getting a quarterback. And it's, they're they not figured it out. They're no, going to they overpay the Packers. Two first round picks to the Packers to get Aaron Rodgers. Who cares? If you win a bunch of football games, no. it was worth it. No, it, it was not for worth one, it. Not for one year, though. Not, for one, not year. for one year. Oh, man. I don't know, y'all. Like, uh, Ask the Broncos man, if it was worth no. it for, for Russell Wilson. Okay, but Russell Wilson's trash. If Aaron Rodgers turns out to be trash, none of this was going to be worth it. If Aaron Rodgers wins you guys 14 games and you, you're in the AFC Championship game, like, uh, here's the thing I am jaded by the fact that every year, I have to say the Raiders are on the clock and then a camera gets about six inches from my face and the the, the director says in my ears, he's like, man, just let go, let let loose. You can have whatever reaction you want. And then you get like uh, with the seventh this year, it's going to happen. With the seventh 
Overall pick in the NFL draft, the Raiders have selected, I'm just going to make up, I don't know, guard from McNeese State University that was projected to be an 18th rounder, right? And I got to react to it. You're presuming that that first round pick has any value. Who cares about a first round pick? Go get you Aaron Rodgers. You go get you Aaron Rodgers and you have nice things for a year. Don't worry about your future with this one. She's crazy anyway. Just date her for a year, have some fun, learn some things and figure out how to hang off a ceiling fan. That's your objective for the next 12 months, Evan. Get it done, Joe Douglas. I mean, uh, Harry, I know I oversimplified. But, but why it, he got to be uh, a, a 18th round draft pick out of a HBCU? Why, why you got to do fair. HBCUs No, that like is that. fair. That is fair. Uh, I should have gone I should have gone to UNLV. That would have been a more yeah, fair. All right, don't get canceled. It's far more improbable <laughs> that anyone would ever get drafted that played football at UNLV. So we'll go with that. Uh, you know, a seventh overall pick from the, uh, the the Las Vegas Raiders pick, and they'll pick like somebody from UNLV that's not even on the team anymore. This is what happens to me every year, right? So we're sitting here saying, well, can't give up them first round draft picks. Why? Who, who was who was the guy that they took in the first round? Alex the, Leatherwood. Uh, Alex? There you go, Alex Leatherwood. You uh, was, but you was you was excited about that pick. No, I, I mean the Alex Leatherwood pick uh, <laughs> made some sense because of the need, but it's the only pick. I, I hosted three days of the draft that year. The only time, one time, our producer, Chris Cologne, great dude, the only time Chris Cologne got my ear over three days and said, you got to stall. We don't have any highlights for this guy ready. The only time was Alex Leatherwood because nobody thought he was going to get drafted in the first round, and they didn't even have him loaded into our system. That's my world. So uh, miss me with all your conversation about these first-round Well, round I'm, I'm going to be with you this year. I was with you last year, but I'm also going to be with you this year, and I'm hoping – that the Raiders select someone that you could be excited about, and then on the side we're going to, you know, slip a shot or something. You know what? No, not even on the side. I, I'm going to pour a celebratory shot of bosses. If you're wondering, that clear liquor is definitely water. Coworkers, don't smell it. I'm going to take my – I mean, look, it's it's all water at that point. It's going to be gloriful. Like, I'm putting the good good into the year into the air this year for the draft. The good good also always comes from our buddies Candy and Carlin. They've got plenty to say about Aaron Rodgers. Plus, we are only an hour away from finding out more information about Lamar. Stick with ESPN Radio for all the latest updates. <laughs> been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN radio, and you can watch on the ESPN app.